0: Yeah, Friday! Welcome to the Ranting Ring Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If the podcast app you're listening on allows you to rate the show, please leave a four star or five star rating rating is greatly appreciated. This is episode 81. Man, oh man, can you believe it? We are just a few episodes away from the 100th episode of the Ranting Weight Watcher. I wonder, should I do something special for the 100th episode? Do other podcasters do something special For the 100th episode, (laughs) maybe I'll have to look into that. But I got a good show for you, so let's get into this! Journey Updates Well, not a great week, but not a bad week either. I mean, a loss is a loss in the end, right? We are down 0.2 this week, so just a few ounces. Anything's better than a gain, I guess you could say. For our hard work. (laughs) For the month, because it's the first weigh-in of March, we are down 0.2 for the month of March. We ended February down 4 pounds. Total loss since January 2019 is 137 pounds. Pounds remaining to get to milestone 150 is 13 pounds. Pounds remaining to get to milestone 175 is 38 pounds. And the pounds remaining to get to milestone 200, 63 pounds. So, not a terrible week, but not a great week either. At least that's how I feel. I'm sure that there's plenty of people that feel like me And then when people like me open our mouths, then there's plenty of people that say, well, a loss is a loss. Just be happy. (laughs) And uh, I probably built my entire journey on never be satisfied. That's, uh, That's like my MO. Anyway, so as you all know, I am at this point, It's uh, Tuesday, March 8th, and I'm a a little over a week in to my little experiment. And the baseline week went well. I mean, you know, it was definitely eye-opening. Definitely every single day. There wasn't a single day where I didn't go over in points. So... If you're new here and you're just hearing for the first time, my experiment was to change my survey questions and say that I was diabetic for to do this for six weeks minimum. The first week, which I called phase one, was to eat everything exactly as I've been eating it for months and months now. Make zero changes and just to see what does it do to me as a diabetic versus what is due to me normally. It was definitely an eye-opening experience for sure. And as I was saying before, there wasn't a single day that went by where I didn't blow past my daily point limit. So I was getting, as you guys know, 40 points a day. What is a normal Monday for me before the switch? I would end Monday every Monday with 13 points unused. I would end every Tuesday with 19 points unused. I would end every Wednesday with 2 points unused. I would end every Thursday with 10 points unused. And I would end every Friday with 3 points unused. Now, just to give you an idea, last week went more like, on Monday, went over by 13 points for the exact same food. On Tuesday, which, by as a matter of fact, is the one of two days last week that I got an actual blue dot, I still went past my points on Tuesday, but I used, I used 48 instead of 40. On Wednesday... I used 18 extra points on Thursday, eight extra points again. And on Friday we used 19 extra points for the exact same foods. I ate every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday and so on. I was blowing past points and numerous times throughout the week. I went in negative in the weekly section, which I never did ever. So it just goes to show you like what is it what's going on in a diabetic's body that causes such different reaction of the app I don't know I don't know This past Saturday we decided we were going to make some changes in an attempt to get us under our daily point allotment I dropped anything that was considered a carb-related side with dinner. Now, typically, this is like a cup of rice. Some nights, it's a, it's corn. Some nights, it's like stovetop stuffing. Some nights, well, most of the nights, it's brown rice. Okay? And I decided that I would also once and for all, because I've dropped my protein bar numerous times and I've always gone back to it. And I don't even know why, if I think about it going back, how many times did I drop the protein bar? I want to say I attempted probably three times. And each one of those times, I ended up going back to eating it. I mean, the the protein bar isn't terrible. It, before the whole plan change in November, it was five points per bar. And I was willing to pay it. I was willing to pay the five points, had no problem with it. I eat, ate it daily. Since the plan change in November 2021, the protein bar went from five points to four points which was even better. I mean, it was even less motivation to get rid of it now because it went down in point value. If I was was willing to pay five points for it, why wouldn't I be willing to pay four points for it? But between the rice or whatever other carb-related side and the protein bar, we're talking about a 10-point savings each day. I basically pre-tracked my entire week this week. I'm recording on Tuesday. There's still three days to go of the week. And so anything could go wrong. I get all that, right? But what I'm trying to make you understand is just dropping those two things on the dinner side of things and the snack. There was one night of the week where I was, that was Wednesday night dinner. I had corn and stuffing. We got rid of both of those. So tomorrow, we're going to replace that with mixed vegetables. A lot of the things that we removed, we replaced with vegetables that are zero points. This way, it wouldn't feel like I was being deprived of uh, food. Now, some nights of the week, I was already eating the vegetables. So it's not necessarily, on those nights, it was just removed, and that was it but on the nights where I wasn't eating the vegetables the vegetables will replace what was there like tomorrow night will be the stuffing will be removed the corn will be removed and I will have mixed a steam bag of mixed vegetables tomorrow night every night this week now I have a blue dot and not only do I have a blue dot but I have points remaining on the table yesterday I left 4 on the table the today i'm going to leave 9 on the table tomorrow it's going to be 5 left on the table thursday 9 and friday actually friday is the only day this week i'm going over in my points by 4 points because that's the only day i can't see getting rid of the brown rice I have tilapia every Friday. Do some diced tomatoes on the top of it and stuff like that. And I just can't see getting rid of the rice because I have, I put it on top of a rice, a bed of rice. I just can't see getting rid of the rice. At least not yet. So as it is, that's what's going to stay. Friday night is going to stay that I went over by four points and everything else. As long as it goes as planned, I will be well under my point value by just dropping the side dishes I dropped. We'll keep water intake the same. Our goals for exercise will remain the same. And we'll just keep going with it. It's kind of hard because I record on Tuesday and the week resets for the, for the experiment on Saturdays. So it makes it a little hard to comment. It's like not a full week. You're always getting me a few days into a change. I thought it was not going to be a big deal. You know, like when when I decided I was going to do this, I was like, all right, we'll drop some carb sides. Big deal. And I was all, I mean, I was excited about the, the experiment. So... Making this decision was almost a no-brainer to get rid of these sides, replace some of them with vegetables, and so on. And then as I approached like D-Day to the day that everything was going to be implemented, there was a slow buildup of anxiety. I'm going to get more into this after the break. Don't go anywhere. Hello. I'm Donato Russo. And I am the ranting Weight Watcher. I wrote an affirmation. It's called the Ranters creed. I dedicate that affirmation to all of you who are watching. Nothing can stand in your way because you are an unstoppable force. Your challenges crumble in your presence because you are so strong. Your insecurities no longer have power over your life because you are so confident. Your mistakes are your choices and you are okay with this because you are so intelligent. The mirror and the scale no longer haunt you because you are so beautiful. You can face any circumstance with unwavering support because you are so loved. The demons of your past can no longer torment you because you love yourself. All things are possible as long as you believe because God is on your side. You will achieve all of your goals, not if, but when, because you have no boundaries. You are the champion of your story because you do whatever it takes to win. No one can take what you've done away from you because you are the author and the hero of your story. Arise, champion. The victory is yours. Because you are. Enough. are back. Thanks for sticking with me. I am extremely excited to announce basically in an upcoming episode. It's either going to be next week or the week after. We have a very special guest coming on the show. She is a listener And she is a cognitive behavioral therapist. Her name is Allison Fortune. She's coming on the show where we'll talk some stuff about mindset and we'll see where the conversation goes. But she is coming on the show and going to be my guest. And it's going to be upcoming episodes. So episode 82, 83, depending on scheduling of when we can actually record. I don't want to tell you it's definitely 82 and then Something happens and it ends up being a different one. But in a upcoming episode, we have a special guest, cognitive therapist, Allison Fortune is going to be joining me for a nice podcast. We're going to have some fun talking mindset and various other things. Anyway, so I'm talking about my experiment and how I decided to change some things And when it was time to implement those changes, I started to have some anxiety. And it was almost like, I don't know, it's weird. It's weird to call it this, but it's, I call it, I'm calling it hunger anxiety because I don't know what else to call it. Because the fear that this anxiety was coming from was based on the fear of feeling hungry. And so, That was where everything was coming from. The fear of feeling hungry from dropping those things made me have anxiety for when it came to implement our changes in the experiment. And I try to think back to the beginning. I mean, even going as far as day one. When we started in January 2019, I had a ritual that I've talked about many times in this podcast. Every Saturday morning, I would wake up two hours before, two or three hours before everyone else prior to Weight Watchers. And I would go downstairs and I would start my coffee and I would grab a package of cookies that was bought every Friday. And I would sit and drink my coffee and eat those cookies and that would be like a first breakfast. And I would watch TV, watch whatever movies I wanted to watch, whatever it is, whatever TV shows. I don't care. I mean, it was my time. From 5 a.m. to like 8, 8.30, whenever everybody else would come down the stairs, it was my world. And it was my ritual and my habit that I did every Saturday And every Sunday, whatever I didn't eat on Saturday, I would surely finish on Sunday. And I did that every weekend, like religiously. And the first weekend, so exactly a week after I started Weight Watchers. So Saturday morning got really busy, right? Because you're making changes, you're going to a workshop. And so that was the day we went to our physical workshop. Saturday morning. So Saturday morning became filled with things you got to get done before you walk out the door to go get weighed in and sit in a workshop. And eating was just not one of those things because I had to stand on a scale. So there was preparing something to eat while you were in the workshop, you know, so you wouldn't weren't leaving the workshop starving. Kind of a thing like that. Taking something you could eat in your hands, you know, like holding Breakfast, a kind of breakfast you can hold. But Sunday, the ritual was still in place because I didn't replace getting up at 5 a.m. on Sunday with anything. So I found myself, and I want to say it's either the day after I started or it's the next Sunday after that. I found myself having anxiety because it was gonna be it must have been the day after I started. There's a post on Connect, and it is of my hand holding an apple that's bitten, because that represents the first Sunday where my ritual had changed. And there was anxiety that day. Anxiety that I would feel hungry, anxiety that will I will break everything that I was hoping to achieve. Because it was the first clash with a bad ritual that I was trying to break. So the only way to break these habits is to create new ones, right? As I went through my time, I discovered, you know, I, I achieved success. Because I, I took my first few months and I discovered all of the foods I enjoyed eating in those few months. And then I came up with like a, like a meal plan kind of a thing. This is what we would eat for breakfast. This is what we would eat for lunch, stuff like that. But once I started to do that and became consistent with it, the, the weight started to come off. And the simple, the simple correction alone of the food, the weight started to drop. And six months after I started, I find myself achieving 50 pounds down with zero exercise. Simply by measuring, weighing, And making healthy choices rather than unhealthy ones, I found myself getting my 50-pound charm by August 2019. And some more time went by. So now at at the August 2019 mark, I made my choice to start implementing exercise. And I've told that story many times on how I implemented it. And I went about it over however many weeks' time probably a total of three, four months that I really got building the habit of working out every week. And so I achieved the 100-pound mark not to, I mean, a few months later, however many months later. It was February 2020 that I hit the 75-pound mark. That's what it was. And so right around that time, so as I progressed through all of these steps... I lost more points and more points and more points. And what started off as getting to eat 54 points a day and plenty of points slowly began to dwindle. Now, I didn't have to make any sacrifices food-wise for quite some time. And it was right around the 75-pound mark When I had lost enough points to realize, hey, we better make some substitutions here or are we going to be over in points every time we eat those foods? And so I was blowing four points on Chobani yogurt, four points on cottage cheese. There was plenty of room to make room for free points, to free up points. So I decided to start making substitutions, never removing one food without replacing it with another. And I even, not even so much even changing the type of food, just the brand in most cases, like the, the, the cottage cheese I was eating, they had a two point version of the same container. And later I found out that, the, the reason why there was such a difference in points is because artificial sweetener is used in that one. It was cottage cheese with pineapple. The other one was four points, and the one with artificial sweetener, two points. I continued on, and I also switched, because I was really attached to the Chobani cherry yogurt. I held on to that cherry yogurt for quite some time. And then the plan change came and that cherry yogurt went from four points to five points. Okay. Now, I mean, come on, we got to make a change here. Each time I made a change, I went through this whole, even though it was being replaced with the same food, there was some sort of anxiety for the change. And as I lost more and more points, when I had to remove foods entirely, I would go through these, I want to say, for lack of a better term, I I mean, I can't think of any other way to say it. I want to say I went through these withdrawals where I was craving that item like an addict. And I knew it was mental. I knew it was mental. Because physically I was not hungry. And the one thing I had the most trouble with out of every time I attempted was that protein bar. Now, here we are. Saturday, I gave it up. We're four days in, and I haven't thought twice about it. But every time I tried to give that protein bar up, I was always strong in the beginning. I was strong until I wasn't strong anymore. It's, it's so crazy how some such simple changes end up becoming big obstacles in your mind. Like even that, that cherry yogurt, I was so attached to the flavor of that cherry yogurt and the plan change happened and it went up and I switched to yogurt that was zero points. And I have been eating plain yogurt with strawberry, a cup of strawberries cut up in it ever since. Which is more satisfying than what I was having before because it ends up being more yogurt because I I'm measuring it and I'm 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 having more. So we are going through it, and then I decide to make this this experiment up. Let's become diabetic for six weeks minimum, and let's see if we can't kickstart. Because in reality, I look back, I have been dancing between. 130 pounds lost and 150 pounds lost for quite some time. Like crazy amount of time here. The minute I hit 130 for the first time, it was May 29th, 2021. Was the very first time I hit 130. And then we started going up and down, up and down. it got to the point where I hit 148. Pounds down. I was two pounds away from 150. And then we hit a couple of gains. And we're back in the 130s again. Ever since that gain, those those set of gains back in August, we have been in the 130 range ever since. So now I have a choice here. I could start calling this a plateau, can I? That's what the majority of you would call it, right? Would you call that a plateau? B- bouncing up and down? in the same pound range for months and months. Now I'm a firm believer because here's one thing I know based on experience here, I'm not a doctor or anything like that. I never studied health based on self experience. That's how I, cause I'm, I'm constantly analyzing myself, what, what I'm going through. So based on self experience, I could tell you it was much easier to lose weight when I was 395 pounds than it is now at 258. It was much easier to get my heart rate into the peak zone during my walks at over 395 than it is now at 258. So, what does that mean? That means my body has become more fit, it is able to do more things. So what if every time any of you and me could say, any time in the past where we could say we think we're on a plateau, what if we are actually at a crossroads? What if we are standing on a street corner in our journey? And we think we're on a plateau because everything's saying the same, but we just simply have not realized... In order to get to where we're going, we have a choice to make. And if we stay the same, nothing's going to happen. That's the first choice. In other words, if we change nothing about our approach to what we are doing, we are, going, we are basically maintaining. Right? Because I've been within the same 30, 135, 133, 138, I've been somewhere in the minus 130s for months now. Months. So basically, I'm maintaining weight. So am I really at a plateau? Or do I really need to start doing something that would cause my body to work harder? Whatever that is. And what if every time you ever thought you were on a plateau you were at the same crossroads? What if you were simply standing at a sign and the sign was like, the next level, make a left. Stay the same, stand right where you are. Go back to where you came from, go right. What if that was the choice? What if what you're calling a plateau is simply you not having realized that things are not hard for you anymore? And they need you need to challenge yourself in some way. Now, whether that's with eating, whether that's physically with exercise, I don't know. That's the choice you have to make. That's your decision. But what if every time we ever thought we were on a plateau, that's actually what's happening? We're waiting at that sign. And we think that because we lost... 137 pounds with this formula of doing things, we should be able to continue on. Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? But in reality, your journey's telling you, hello, it's time to take it to the next level and we need to make some changes here. And it becomes a personal choice. And most of us, so many of us would refuse to make a choice. We would accept the term plateau and stay right where we are. And some of us would quit and go right back to where we came from. Can't forget about them. But what if it was simply about realizing we're not being challenged anymore? So I had the idea. The idea to become diabetic... In a way to challenge myself. I have all these other ideas. That I'm going to. Probably at some point. Try to implement in some way. Like part of me would like to gain 50 pounds. In the summer. Not physically. But. To wear. 50 extra pounds. Somehow. And go for a walk. Whether it's putting a 50-pound bag of sand in a backpack and carrying it on my back and going for a walk. Or it's buying weighted clothing that would add 50 pounds to my weight and go for a walk. Personally, I think it would be a lot cheaper to buy a 50-pound bag of sand and put it in, try to find a backpack it would fit in. Because I, I could buy play sand at Home Depot for like, I don't know, $10 and gain 50 pounds that way. But I would like to do that, challenge myself. If I can't push myself to walk any faster, let's gain weight just for the walks. So we're not necessarily walking faster, but we're definitely working harder. And to gain weight by wearing something, to force ourselves to work harder, just sounds like a good idea to me. Maybe you guys think I'm crazy. I don't know. But that's where I feel like I am. I feel like I'm at that crossroads. I thought I would get to 150 without having to make changes in my head. And I kept pushing for it and pushing for it, not make any changes. And for the longest period of time. And part of that is because I got to 148 and I'm like, well, if I got to 148 once I'll get there again, but it hasn't happened since we're we're almost six months since that I was at 148 August, 2021, I hit the 1 uh, 148 pounds down and then everything started to creep back up again. And I've been in the 130 range since. And here we are in March, 2022. If I'm not at a crossroads right now, I don't know what I'm doing. No idea. So I came up with this idea to become diabetic because I was questioning whether or not I was eating too many fruit And if you look at the tracker, based on the point value of breakfast, because I have two breakfasts a day, and the second breakfast, there's a lot of fruit in it. Based on that alone, you would probably cut out the fruit. But I like the fruit. It's filling. It keeps me satisfied. So I decided to drop the rice instead. And believe it or not, here I am. After having all this anxiety, I feel fine. Now, granted, it's only probably an hour and a half after finishing dinner. So let's really analyze it better when we hit, like, the 9 o'clock mark. But last night, I did well. And tonight, so far, so good. It's the only way I could think to challenge myself at the moment. So we're going to keep this up. The sides will be gone for the next three weeks. That is phase two. Weeks two through four so week two, three, and four, we are ditching those sides, ditching the protein bar, and we're going to keep that going for the next three weeks. We're going to see how the body reacts and go from there. There's still a between 160 and 200 ounces of water intake per day, and there's still minimum four days a week walking, but we push for five. If we aren't, actively thinking of ways to continue to challenge ourselves. Eventually, we become complacent. We get bored. Some of us get frustrated, blame the system, and eventually we move on. Either saying, this system doesn't work for me anymore, moving on to something else, or just quitting altogether, thinking you could do it on your own without this system, and end up going right back where you came from. In the end, the choice to know what you're going to do is yours. You can accept the idea of a plateau, or you can decide to radically change things, or make small changes. It's up to you. But if you do nothing, you can't expect different things. And if you're not doing things right, then make sure you're doing them right before you make any changes. So, is hunger, anxiety real? I have no idea. But here's what I do know. The foundational success I have created is what fuels the drive to keep this experiment going, regardless of whether it is real or not. But I'll be honest with you, so far, I am surprised. Because in spite of eliminating these foods from my daily intake, I have remained satisfied. And it just goes to show you how much I was eating unnecessarily and instead of feeling overstuffed at the end of a meal, now I just feel full. I would never know this if not for that experiment. Now, if what I said is even remotely true about plateaus, If we could see plateaus in the way that I describe the crossroads. And you have a decision to make, except you're not paying attention to the sign. And it's just supposed to be that you take your time and figure out that there actually is a sign there and a choice to make. It is time to stop wasting life standing at the crossroads. It is time to take charge of the journey. Now, how do you do this? I can't answer that for you. It's going to be different for every single person. Now, maybe you want to experiment like I did. Maybe you want to choose a different experiment. I don't know what that is. But do something, change something, because doing nothing is staying right where you are. And doing less, is going to send you back where you came from. So it's not about that either. It's about doing something different, making a choice and going after it and becoming consistent in whatever that choice is. And when you give it enough time to see, will this give you success or not, then you can make the choice to make the change or keep it going. It's up to you. No one can do this for you. It has to come from you. No one is, there's no blueprints here, okay? There's no instruction manual on how this works. It is about trial and error. And not everything is a failure is bad. Sometimes a failure will spark the knowledge you need to keep going with the fire that you did when you started. So take a risk, take a chance, experiment. Light the fire in your journey again. Keep it going, the little sparks, whatever ideas from go from sparks to flames instantly. But you gotta be consistent. If you're not gonna be consistent in the changes you did, you won't accomplish anything. You're gonna stand at that crossroads. So get up, get moving. It's time to go. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.